Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Um, I'm going to go with the full name today, Peter Matthew Weary, Sr. Um, dad. Peter Matthew Weary Jr. here. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about, uh, this is episode 51. 51. First episode of a new year. The one after 50, right before 52. You know, I actually have these conversations now because I work with a seven-year-old and four-year-old in math. (laughs) That's me. Okay. So our sponsors today, and we had, you could still, I have the bubbly from last episode. Yes. And so that means we're just doing two. Yeah, that's right there. Our Uniball pens, they're excellent. But this is really the big one. Readers.com. For those of us that have hit the stage and have used computers way more than we want to, go to readers.com. You can get these if you sign up early on at 30% off. I'm hoping I'll get some more pairs. I have some really interesting pairs that I don't use, and that was not a good decision. But there are normal ones just like these. You can get them at 1.5, 175, 2. I'll stop there. We are going through uh, six episodes to kind of redo the episodes on uh the core values of the show, manhood, mentoring, and maturity. First two episodes here on our, on manhood. So last time we talked about the theological foundations of manhood. And this one, I think we're going to talk more about what does it mean to become the man you're supposed to be. Mm. And then we'll talk two episodes of mentoring, two episodes of maturity. And um, as I think about this one, uh, I'm reminded of a book by uh, Donald Miller that was really influential for me because I was not uh, what you would typically like uh, consider a man's man, right? Every culture has a slightly different idea of manhood, yeah, right? I, I, you and I disagree on this. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. consider you a man. I just, I don't know what that... Well, I, I just, I really well, appreciate it. I think there's just a really bad stereotype of some... Okay, right, way. right. So let me give some context here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was part of a men's group and they, one of the guys came up and showed a trailer for a men's conference in Missouri. So you can see where this is going. And we all laughed because the majority of us were computer programmers. <laughs> and then one was like a real estate uh, agent. And then uh, one guy, I think, uh, did liquor sales or something. And so you look at that and, uh, you know, I think the liquor sales, you know, like that could be considered, but like, right, right. But computer programmers generally like a nerd stereotype there. The reason I bring this up is in that group, we could not stop laughing at this trailer because it was supposed to be a, a men's Bible conference and it started off with a guy coming on the stage, firing two AK 47s into the air. Yeah. They had a UFC uh, fight and they had a monster truck rally. And that was the bulk. Like, they showed some guys speaking, but that was the bulk of the trailer. And I was like, none of this appeals to me. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is really interesting because you it, off air PJ and I talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So PJ did, um, and by the way, I'm sure some people would think I was like a man, whatever they want to say, but I, I don't like to hunt. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I didn't like fishing and that had nothing to do. I didn't like fishing other than the scales a little bit. Okay. But sitting still for four hours, <laughs> like why? Okay. But now I think I'd like to fish and, and, and let's give a shot. Oh, no, out. no, no, no. It's not just sitting still. If you talk too much, you can scare the fish. So you have to sit oh, still I'm and quiet. There. I'm there. I'm done there. <laughs> let's give a shout out to a guy that's. A manly yeah. man, David Kelly, yeah, yeah. our assistant pastor at New Hope. 
He loves to hunt. Yeah. You know, it teaches the treats these as national holidays. Um, but when he preaches, PJ, I mean, he's the one that mm. he stood behind us. He's invested in you. Mm. What's he do every time he preaches? Now, there's always something that makes him tear up. Yeah, yeah. He, cr he cries, folks. But he's a manly <laughs> man. I mean, he hunts. What he has is a tender he, heart for the kingdom. Right. I coached. Oh, you must be a manly man because you love sports. There's more to life than sports. There's more to life than hunting. There's more to life than programming. I hope because I couldn't do it. I just... And Stereotype, stereotype is just yes. bad. Well, and that's where what, what I want to equip people with today is the ability to become the man that they're supposed to be. And so uh, it, when you look at what we talked about last time, that every man is uniquely equipped um, with the image of God and there's something unique about being a man, that I think f kind of feathers out even more with each individual. And something that I really has be, I, I think that our culture is struggling with right now because the internet kind of flattens everything is uh, advice becomes global, right? It's like, well, it works for over here, so it's going to work everywhere else. And what we're losing is kind of uh, the Greek word is phronesis. And I, I did a lot of study on this, but it's practical wisdom. Wow. Like that one. Yes. And, and what that is, is it's the ability to have good judgment in very specific circumstances. And so one of the things I like to do is I like to think I have it right every time. And then one of the ways that God has humbled me is to show that if you take away, you cannot take away people's capacity for judgment, their ability to have practical wisdom because they are in the situation and they are responsible for that situation. There is no substitute. You cannot have good advice that substitutes for the person who is making the decision at the time. And we can talk about like gut instinct or anything like that. But at the end of the day, if you start telling people what to do and you remove responsibility from their shoulders, then they will wither. And then you will generally not have the same amount of wisdom because you don't have the skin in the game. You don't have, uh, there's all sorts of different things where wise counsel is important, but there's no replacement for having that authority and exercising that authority as you should if that makes sense. Makes sense. So how does that correlate with what we're saying with regards to manhood as you're talking to these folks yes. and saying, hey, to be a man, here's one of the things. Uh, I think the thing is that everyone is uniquely gifted to serve the kingdom of God. And I go, so this to me was a huge thing, right? Um, I am definitely more bookish. That's like my thing. Uh, if you ask me what my idea of like a uh, the man I wanted to be, it was Merlin from Sword in the Stone, which is something I've only come to recently as I've realized like a lot of the things that I value kind of come from that. Um, and, you know, there's some question there. Is that the right one? But that's what I, as a kid, that's what got locked in my head. Okay. You know, you look at like some kids, it was like John Wayne, they want, or, you know, Clint Eastwood, that kind of Duke. Right. And there's certain, you know, and I never felt like I wanted to be John Wayne. Right. Um, Tim Keller talks about this. He's always wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. And there's, there's dangers that come with, yeah. Yeah. With wanting to be John Wayne with wanting to be Merlin or whatever else. The reason that this goes all the way back to Donald Miller, um, to own a dragon is the book, right? Uh, we'll put that in the description. Really good discussion of this. He wanted to be Ferris Bueller. That was his, <laughs> which is probably not the best. Oh, man. But, but he, so he never, he was like, he never connected with AK-47s in the air, monster trucks and all that stuff. 
this he, he so connected when we talk with about, having fun oh yeah and like being the trickster and being funny and you could see that in donald miller uh comes out a lot in his early writing but when you look at all this so all of us are uniquely gifted and all of us have been given authority to shape our own lives if we submit ourselves to christ right and that's what comes back to that practical wisdom aspect is that there are things like that's why we gave the theological foundations but what if you get nothing else from this episode from me i know that coach you're going to share something and it's going to be powerful but you we hope yes right right <laughs> uh you uh if you submit yourself to scripture and if you submit yourself to god and you ground yourself in scripture and you spend uh, that time to get to know Jesus, then you will no longer be a slave to sin, but you will have incredible freedom to become who you are meant to be. And that's exercising the authority of the gift that God has given you. So maybe I'm not supposed to become Merlin per se, but I know that God has gifted me in very unique ways in terms of uh, reading and understanding and teaching, and that's who I am meant to be. And I have incredible freedom to become that man as long as I am grounding myself and submitting myself to Christ. And that includes things like bringing every thought into captivity to Christ, right? Like, so I can't just like, like, it's not about my arrogance, right? And that's the, like Tim Keller said, that's what he struggles with. He wants to be the smartest guy in the room. And that's a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. But if you submit yourself to Christ, you can become this unique person that you are meant to be that will serve the kingdom in a way that no one else can. Well, it's really funny you're saying this because in my, my realm of athletics, you'll see these guys and careful how I use this term, these guys, but you'll see these athletes and they're they're They got this swag and they walk around and they act like that, but then they get in the classroom. Mm. Okay. And some excel. Yeah. Okay. Cause they've understood that there's a balance and there's more to basket life than basketball or football, whatever. And then there's others. They sit in the back. And they hide mm. and they don't feel like they're men during that time. Yes. They feel yeah. like they're little boys. Mm. Okay. And so um, there's this like clear understanding that doing academics, that is taking your responsibilities. And I would say that's a big term for a man, yeah. whatever your responsibilities are. Yes. And so when you have done what you just said, you ask God to take my gifting, I submit it to you. And then he gives it to you. There's a huge responsibility, aka stewardship of that gift. Yes. So, so, um, I, I mean, I'm around it, and some of the most insecure people I've ever been around are athletes. And, and for those of you listening, they're athletes, and you can smile and act like it's not true, but we've all seen it. Yeah. And, and, and I was one of them, so I know my own insecurities. Yeah. Um, I think there's such an incredible gifting from God in areas that have enhanced our world, whether mm. it be in music right. or in art or in athletics or in technology slash information. And that people that have stewarded that well have impacted other men and women and children, others. Yes. And then there are some that don't steward it well. Mm. And, uh, we have problems. So, so one of the things that um, happened this week was an NBA player pulled a gun on his wife and his kids. Oh, I did not. He did not steward this family well. Oh, and let me. So that's so, that's I mean, a great. And I'm really. I'm not here to judge him. I'm not sure you can't. 
And yeah. so you just look at it and go, that's <laughs> like, like, something like this, went wrong. <laughs> this is the burden that I have when yeah. I'm around these guys. It's like, yeah. just because, and I've said this a hundred times, and coaches, if I look at a player and I want, I'll say to them, let me tell you something. It's unbelievable you hit four threes tonight. But 20 years from now, when you haven't taken out the trash and you're being irresponsible and your wife mm. says something to you, don't look at her and say, hey, babe, I hit four threes against uh, Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast or Stetson. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't care. No, in fact, no one cares. Yeah. You were responsible then with what you were steward. You're, you, when you get a, a responsibilities at home. Yeah. You are to steward that. That's what a man does with whatever gift God has given you. And yes. there are none that are, there's no way to just peg this as one or two. Or, mm. You steward it. Yes. And I think, so when you go back to Genesis one we're all called to, for dominion over the earth, which is stewarding. Yep. And no that's question. something that every human is called to. And then we talked about how for men, they are called to serve, to sacrifice and to sanctify. And so we are all called to uniquely steward. And then when you talk about every man's called to serve, sanctify and sacrifice, there are generally certain ways you think of that. And you're like, oh, that means certain things. But every man is called to do those things in slightly different ways, right? There's, in his gifting. Yes, exactly. So you're supposed to serve and like you can serve in different ways, right? You can sanctify in different ways, right? Like you, I think that there is a place in the church for different discipleship styles. You know what I mean? Like some people are called to teach. Some people are called to encourage. And so allow yourself to explore that. And so when you look at, and even sacrificing, right? Like um, you, you can only do, like you can only like sacrifice in certain ways, right? Well, so, certain people are really good. Yeah. With, uh, I want to say attaining funds is probably a better, they're, they're just, they're blessed uh, yeah. with the gift of finances. Yes. And they can sacrifice and give like other people can't. Just by the very nature of the, it, I think it's one of the gifts is generosity. Right. And every right. Christian's called to be generous, generous but, but some people you know, have a little more <laughs> more generous. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what I mean by I, different no, sacrifices. Honestly, I just thought of the church. I thought yeah. of the music and the guys running the um the technology so they can stream it for people that can't come to church, which is a huge blessing. It yes. was life changing for some during COVID. Um there, there are just in your, that people can disciple in a different way. This is one of the things I thought of when you said that. First of all, God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so, one of the things that I remember saying twenty years ago, and it was hard for me to say, is that God is fluid. In other words, His spirit mm. um, whisks wherever it wants to, and He there is no set way. Like there, this is what people want to do is, okay, here's your five-step plan of discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. People are different. God moves different. Yes. God does things in a different way. Yeah. Jesus was different. That was, he was radical and he did things that, and that is why we have to seek the Lord while he can be found and, and seek how we, there's no set way to live life. Somebody say, well, well, you're going against scripture. No, I'm not. Because there's sometimes that you, you like if, if, one of the things we learn at the marriage retreat, if someone's in a puddle, don't always try to pull them out, get in the puddle with them. Like, and, and, and so you can they better understand and and that really threw me for a loop because that makes zero sense to me, mm. right? But empathy is a gifting. 
and a need. And, and honestly, I, you know, there, there are clear truths in Scripture of how to live a life which is pure and holy and glorifying to God. But the, the way that it goes, mm. all right, we're going to battle. Let's just do this. Yeah, we're yeah. going to battle. This is what I want you to do, Gideon. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Guys that want out, let them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now go to the brook. Yes. Now, is this how you choose every army, folks? Because this is what God did with Gideon, and he gave him direction. Go to the brook, and guys that lap are toast. Guys that do it with their hands, they're in. Got 300 guys now. Out of like what? It was like started like 10,000? I thought it was 30,000. Yeah, it's crazy. 10,000. Right. It might have been 10,000. Probably 20. (laughs) No, it wasn't. You're wrong. Okay. I will tell you this then. So, okay, okay. Good, good, good. Got 300 guys. What are we doing? Go get a trumpet and go get a lamp. And some jars. Don't forget the jars, oh, yeah. guys. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to smash them. And then we're going to blow the trumpets and everybody's going to kill each other. Ah, on three. Ready? One, two, three. Israel <laughs> makes. Like, that's it. That's, 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 yeah. that's, but that's, that's how God uses men. Yes. And that, so what's great about this is like the five-step plan isn't necessarily bad. Try it. And if it works, that's great advice. If it doesn't work. I was on a roll. I was going to do uh, Jericho. Okay. Um, it's um, also a great example. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah. This time really sh- going to walk seven times and then scream. Yeah. Scream. Okay. <laughs> and that, but don't forget that they, I think they, oh, they, they uh, blew the trumpets every day yeah, right. without th- anything happening. Think how weird that would <laughs> no, feel. You a, like go around every day, you blow the trumpets and you're like. And the, we're not even getting into veggie tails. We don't even need Slurpees here. <laughs> The, what, obviously, we're, I hope you're enjoying this moment, folks, because what we really want you to understand is manhood is taking the gift God yeah. has given you yeah. and stewarding it mm-hmm. in a way that would bring him honor and yeah. glory and please him. And when we talked about earlier the Trinity, all I could think about is Matthew 3, 17 and 18, where the Trinity is clearly seen. And the spirit came in as a dove and God said to his son, this is my beloved son in whom, what a great statement. I am well pleased. And if we will take what God's given us Mm. and strive to be like Christ and glorify him with our gifts and steward it well, may he say to us, hey, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Absolutely. Great. That's what God wants for a man. Yes. Um, and I think as you look at things, like we talk about, everyone's called the steward and then men are called to provide and protect and disciple to serve, sacrifice, sanctify, you know, whichever one of those works for you. Um, but we're all called to do that as brothers and fathers, right? And, and many of us are called to do that as husbands, you know, whether it's spiritual fathers and spiritual brothers. And so everyone has had, you know, different types of brothers or different types of fathers. You know, you see like what matters is it to be a good father is that you do serve, sacrifice and sanctify. And if you like that is going to express itself in different ways, but you have different obligations in those roles that every man is called to. Um, you know, I, it, it struck me a lot as you were talking this, uh, you didn't go where I thought you were going to go. Um, you're talking about basketball, right? Uh, in any sport, you have role players. If you have a good team, you like if everyone is LeBron James, that's not going to work. What you need are you need people who support someone like LeBron James. You look at uh, Michael Jordan. You know, uh, you were talking to Sammy the other day, and uh, start talking about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did exactly what he was supposed to do, 
right? Yes, and that was like, he, and he did it really well. And so even as we look at these things, that's like in the church, uh, you know, we can't all be linemen. If you look at football, right? We can't all be running backs. You need people who work together. And so whatever you're called to do as a man, which is that serve, sacrifice and sanctify, you need to find the way that you do it best. And so for me, and this is something that's been really important, is that there are different sources of truth, right? You have uh, descriptive, you have explanatory. So like a lot of what we're doing right now is explanation, but then we'll give like an illustration and that lets you see and develop your practical judgment because you see it in all the nooks and crannies and it gives you a picture and everyone needs a picture of what that looks like. So uh, there are some Christian roots to like to Merlin. I've been looking at that, but find uh, a man that you, and there are other men in my life besides Merlin. And that's just, what's been in my I head. I kind of hope so. Yeah, I know. Right. But <laughs> I'm not doing, uh, but, pickety, pickety, yeah, 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 <laughs> um, but you look at, uh, find someone that you admire and let that person be a picture of, and someone not only that you admire, but someone who, uh, exemplifies the gifting that you have so you know what it looks like and so find that that role model that example um and so that you know like you not only have like okay i know i'm supposed to provide protect and disciple it's like okay what does that look like though and find someone who has similar gifting that. to you and so and that's and, where and you cut find them some slack too right <laughs> yeah, don't make them the because the perfect example of all of this is Christ. Right. Yeah. So one of the best ways we can know that is to, to be Christ-like. And is, but the, what PJ is saying is it is good to have this, um, I don't know, just a visual uh, explanation every time you're thinking through, like, how would I handle that? And you see how, you know, I have some friends that coach and how they respond. And mm. there are things that I didn't do well in that way. And I'm like, oh. if I, and I, the older I get, the more I've, I've learned. Um, but that's really good, Peach. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about this, you know, find someone in scripture that you connect with. Um, we talked about this, like when Peter got uh, was not saved, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. When Christ appeared to Peter, Peter went out and started preaching. When Christ appeared to Paul, Paul went and studied for three years in the desert, right? And both of those are spirit-led decisions for two different uh, men with two different giftings. You know, it's really interesting you're saying that because I want to say this about being a man too. Yeah. Being a man... It's not always easy. Oh, I would okay. say, yeah. <laughs> okay, so one thing about manhood is Moses goes mm. to the school of Pharaoh for 40 years. Yes. And he's uh, he's being indoctrinated with some real knowledge and stuff. But he's also being indoctrinated with some arrogance and some pride mm. and some, like, this is how he, then he sees the, the, you know, his people being mistreated and then, you know, he, he, he kills someone, right? He reacts like a Pharaoh. Yeah. So then he goes to 40 years of tending sheep. And I always say this, bah, you know, bah. Yeah. the school of humility, mm. school of being broken. And then he has 40 years of serving God. And I think sometimes we think, I'm 22, I should be doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Mm. I believe that I was able to do something I love to do. Mm -hmm. but there's no question in my mind now I'm doing what I was called to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, one of our regional directors, Jim good is coming on and he 
He said, Pete, I believe God used all of these years, and he's like 45, to prepare me. To, to, he said, this is a calling. Mm. And um, I think all men need to just be faithful. Yes. And then God will reveal. And it may not be till you're 55. You're doing it, and you say, well, that's a waste. No, it isn't. That's not true. It's all the process. Yeah. You know? And by the way, if you're 70 out there and say, I'm done, that's a mistake as a man. There's, there's always there's always a young person out there who's looking for someone to pour into their life. There, I have people I love dearly that they could be investing at the age of you know seventy five, eighty, eighty five. There's always somebody to invest in, mm-hmm. and so and that's that's stewarding it to the end and, and stewarding it well. Great way to end. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a fun way to end sometimes because I think there's some people that want to take a vacation, mm-hmm. a break. But that's not what God's called us to as men either. You, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think we're not going to retire. I'm going to retread. Yeah. Okay. That's a, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you are striving to rest right now. And I, I think there are times for all of us. I mean, I deal with it, but rest doesn't mean stopping. Appreciate it, Dad. Love it. See you, buddy. Love you. Love you too.